0: What do you even say after a loss like that? Uh, The Blue Jackets get curb stomped by the Arizona Coyotes. um, And now we have to figure out why that happened. And hopefully, maybe it won't happen again. It will happen again. But uh, we're going to talk about the game. And uh, we're going to talk about what's coming up next for the Blue Jackets today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, yelling, that's going to be a big feature of today's episode, and uh, game recaps, previews, player news, updates, everything that you could want and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So if you haven't hit subscribe over there, then uh, feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. You get notified when all of the episodes go live. So uh, it's win-win and we love winning over here at Locked on Blue Jackets. It's a shame that the team doesn't seem to love winning as much as uh, we do. So I guess we'll... uh... We'll talk about that because the Blue Jackets, like I said, in a cold open, they get curb stomped by the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, yeah, those Arizona Coyotes, the ones at the bottom of the basement, underground, in a bunker, under the ocean. Um, those Coyotes, they win 6-3 uh, because the Blue Jackets just didn't try, I guess, Um just a real embarrassment of a game for like basically everyone involved. Like I watched 80% of the game. Um, So, you know, maybe the 20% that I didn't watch was better, but it was just the first two periods were just, they got caved in. Um, It didn't help that Connor Ingram decided to play like a Vesna candidate. Uh, He, I believe made 30 of 33 saves. So a 909 uh, save percentage, which I mean, hey, good for good for Connor Ingram who has previously been not very good this season. Um, but the blue jackets, they, I don't know. I feel like they kind of took a gamble with this game. They started Tarasov after he played phenomenally against the Rangers and he allowed four goals on 12 shots and they had to pull him. They just did. Um, Elvis played fine in the third period, one goal on six shots. I mean, at that point, what do you even do? Um, But it was, I don't know, the first period I thought was fine. Um, Not great. The Coyotes made them pay on the power play uh, with Shane Gostisberg scoring his third of the season. Um, Honestly, Zach Cassian scoring might have been the point at which you're like, okay, maybe we should just call this game because it's not going to get any better from here. And hey, it didn't get better from there. Um, 2-0 at the end of the first period. But for the most part, beyond the power play... um, and beyond the Cassian goal which I thought was kind of just a a, it was it was uh, I don't know an older goalie probably doesn't make doesn't allow that goal I think Tarasov is probably still working on getting a little bit stronger on the post and you know not being pushed into the net like that but it is what it is um every young goalie has a game like this occasionally um if i'm not willing to you know completely throw Taras off to the wolves did he need to be better yeah is this worrying maybe a little bit but he's also like this is what his eighth nhl game ever maybe so like let's it's it sucks but it is what it is um but yeah the first period i thought i was like okay not great they've crawled out of bigger holes so far um the second period is where they really start getting caved in. Shane Gostert's scores again. Uh, and then Dylan Genther scores his uh, second of the season. Another power play goal for the Coyotes because I guess we can't have nice things. Um, we talked yesterday about the Coyotes power play being suspiciously good. Uh, eighth in the league. I suspect it's probably climbed up a little bit after that. Uh, they went two for six on their power play while the Blue Jackets went oh for five and have still failed to score a power play goal minus that Jake Bean one that apparently still doesn't count. But uh, in terms of the penalty kill, those two goals have knocked the blue jackets all the way down to 11th in the league Uh 81.5 um, stick taps to Jess Belmosto of locked on flames uh, league average for the penalty kill is 76 point something. So the blue jackets are still above average, um, which hey, at this point I'll take above average. Um But the power play just continues to be dismal. We bumped the coyotes up to twenty nine point six percent, good for sixth in the league, uh a whole nine percent over um over the average, which like even bad teams can have good power plays, I guess. Like, I don't know what Columbus's excuse is. Um we're gonna talk a little bit more about the game in just a minute and that second period in particular, because I feel like that was the the real kind of dagger in the heart of the Blue Jackets and also the fans. Um that's coming up in just a minute. But first I've got to tell you about Bet Online because uh it's where the game starts. It is your number one source for betting football and the start of the basketball season and any other sport that you can imagine. If you want to put money on the Blue Jackets picking first overall in the upcoming draft, hey, like there are probably worse things to bet your money on at this point. Am I being melodramatic? Sure. However, I'm right. Um, you can find all the latest play developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis on every game of every sport in every league. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information uh, with live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, uh, including MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, uh, the NFL, the NBA, and of course, the NHL. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. So that second period was just real, real bad. Um, like on on paper, I don't think it was horrific. Um, the Blue Jackets in the first period the Blue Jackets outshot the Coyotes eleven to four and got outscored two nothing. Like their expected goals were something like two and a half versus the Arizonas, like 0.81, I think it was. Uh second period, Coyotes outshot them eleven to eight. But it just they just weren't weren't doing anything um and the coyotes basically gave them the runaround for the entire period like i don't remember any of those eight shots really um johnny gaudreau rang one off the pipe but that's i mean that's probably the closest scoring chance that they had for, in that second period frankly um you know they talk a lot about a bend don't break mentality um, especially on the pay- the club's play-by-play, so Jeff Reber talks about it a lot. Jody Shelley talks about it a lot. Ben, don't break uh, the Blue Jackets. Bend, and then they broke. Um, they just after such a, a strong showing in New York, and after that good, that really good start against Pittsburgh, this was just the complete opposite. They kind of limped out of the gate a little bit. Let them get a goal on the power play early, and then it just kind of fell apart after that. The second period, bad third period uh improved a little bit um because the Blue Jackets actually did something and they scored three goals um if they'd started the game in the third period then the Blue Jackets would have won because they uh, they outscored them three to two uh they gave Jack McBain his first goal of the season because of course they did they love to give players their first goals um and then after that Johnny Gaudreau scores his fifth of the season uh just a real Johnny Gaudreau kind of goal uh assist to Zach Rensky and Jake Bean. Uh Kent Johnson continues his goal scoring streak. He's got 3 in the last 3 games. I believe he's on a 4 game point streak now. Uh, if you include assist. Um he's figuring it out. What did I say last week? I was like when he figures it out, he's going to figure it out with capital letters and three goals in three games. That's the big thing from this the big thing to take away from this game I think is uh Kent Johnson who has continued to shine um even when the team is bad and you know we talked about who's gonna sit when Line comes back obviously you know Line came back um i wasn't expecting huge things from him uh, i fully don't believe that he's 100 percent, but he really wants to play in Tampere i think so that's uh that is what is happening um but you know we talked about when Line comes back who sits uh and you know my answer was well if danforth is back then probably ken johnson but danforth is out for the next six months uh shoulder surgery uh real really unfortunate he was a guy that had a really good start to the season and was really looking effective um so that's you know that really tough news for Danforth and the team uh hopefully he gets better and uh, is ready to go next season i believe the timeline will will put him out for basically the entire regular season which really sucks for him um but Ken Johnson is making a real case to stay in the lineup uh when if Danforth comes back if they pick someone else up if they you know if someone gets called up for whatever reason um Kent Johnson is making a really strong case to be like hey this is where I'm supposed to be keep me here um and I'm excited to see how he continues to grow and evolve and uh he just he's a player that again he's a very it's it's remind me a little bit of Johnny Gaudreau, if Johnny Gaudreau was a baby. Um, you know, he's making these plays. He's Yeah, his skating is still not there, but I think it's getting better. You can see the improvement. His hockey IQ is there. He's making these plays, and, you know, it's just not quite coming together yet, but it's, it's gonna. You can tell that it's gonna, and I'm super excited to see what his ceiling is because I think it's going to be pretty, pretty high. Um, unfortunately... You know, 5-2. For some reason, they pull the goalie at 5-2, uh, which, I mean, is a choice that I wouldn't have made. But hey, uh, Lawson Krause scores the empty netter. That's his second of the season. Makes it 6-2. Arizona puts the game in the in the bin, essentially, in the trash. Uh, Andrew Peak scores with like nine seconds left, because why not? Uh, so, honestly, the 6-3 scoreline feels very generous for the Blue Jackets. Um, realistically, it was a 5-2 game um or even a 4-2 game if you're feeling you know or you know uh no it was a a, it was a 5-2 game excuse me um which again still kind of feels generous for the Blue Jackets I'm amazed that they managed to score um for some reason Connor Ingram decided to turn in a Vesna winning performance because again that's kind of what Blue Jackets opponents do sometimes like I think about Scott Wedgwood who hadn't won a game in like three years and then made the Blue Jackets look like an ECHL team um but for the most part, I think it's tough because on paper, the Blue Jackets got a goal lead. Uh, they had 33 shots. They won face-offs. They got caved in by the power play because that's just how they do. Um, they out-hit Arizona despite also outshooting them. them. Um, Arizona blocked a ton of shots. Uh, the Blue Jackets had a ton of takeaways. They, you know... In the first period, they outshot them eleven to four. In the last period, they outshot them fourteen to four. You know, the shot, final shots were thirty-three to nineteen. By all accounts, this was a, a case of oh man, goaltending. But it just—I don't know—there was a lot to dislike about this game. Um, I think it feels unfair to say, but I think like you've you've got to sit one of Bean and Gabranson. They just they're getting caved in on a nightly basis. Jake Bean had two points tonight, or last night, excuse me. But at this point, what do you like something's gotta change? Like, okay, maybe changing the third pair is not gonna work wonders. Having Nick Blankenberg out, apparently, I didn't realize he was this much of a load-bearing defense, but apparently he was holding the team together through sheer willpower. Um, which is extremely funny because if you look at his like individual stats, he's basically just above replacement level by himself. But every other player on the team seems to pick up their game um it's just it's extremely funny um I've got some some graphs that I'm going to put on the Twitter because uh it makes me laugh so you know hopefully he's not out for any length of time I think that probably will help um I didn't hate Boquist uh I thought Boquist was was fine uh obviously you know he was looking to get back into it after sitting for probably too long um Again, it sucks that Nick Blankenberg had to be injured for Boquist to draw back in, but uh, like I say, I didn't uh, I didn't hate him. He was minus one on the night, but so was basically every other defenseman. Um, only had one official shot on goal, but I thought I liked his game. Um, he only played 13 and a half minutes. For some reason, I think Fred Larson has decided not to like and a Boquist, which is a shame because, like I said, prior to him being taken out of the lineup, he was actually the best performing defenseman in terms of defensive impact. So who knows? Maybe they want him to play as an offensive game more. Maybe they just like the defenseman that they've got. But for my money, like one of those bottom pairing defensemen, you've got to sit them like you've got to try something else. Like I get it's tough with Blankenberg being out with an injury, but, you know, You've got David Juracek waiting in the wings. Call him up. See what he does. Um, you know, at this point call Jake Christiansen up as well. You know, he's waiting in the wings. The Blue Jacks have a ton of right defensemen that are young, that are good. Um just see what they can do. It doesn't you don't have to sit Gabranson. You know, sit been honestly i would make a case for sitting peak except they're not going to sit peak because he's got goals and back-to-back games or whatever but you know i think a case could be made for sitting basically every defenseman that isn't wierenski or gavrikov at this point um because that's like that's something's got to something's got to give you can't keep going into games with essentially the same six defensemen and hoping that this time maybe it'll work because the blue Jackets have been getting caved in defensively yeah they've been coming back and winning but that's not I don't know. It's just it's not sustainable, and I think we saw that in the Coyotes game where they got caved in um, and didn't really manage to have much of a pushback because they got goalie by the other team. Uh, in a minute, we are going to talk a little bit about some upcoming games, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about tomorrow, and that's coming up next on Locked On Blue Jackets. But first, I've got to tell you about Simply Safe because the numbers do not lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. And you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And I know because I use Simply Safe in my home or the home that I'm staying in currently. It's not my home, but they have Simply Safe who protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's the great thing about Simply Safe: with that 24/7 professional monitoring, the agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not at home or can't be reached, or you know you're away, you're at work, you're looped out for a run, whatever. Simply Safe uh, can dispatch police or first responders at, at the push of a button. Blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. The HD security cameras are inside and outside your home. And they have smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And they've got hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. They use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafecom NHL. You can save 20% on your Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan, and you can get your first month free. Once again, visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown nhL to learn more because there's no safe like simply safe. What do you like? I was gonna I realized um that I didn't do cannibal of the of the game for the penguins, the rangers game at the weekend. So we're gonna do that real quick. We're gonna do cannibal of the game for this game. Um and then we'll talk a little bit about what the Blue Jackets have got coming up because it's kind of a tough. Uh, they've got a tough game coming up on Friday against Boston, um, and we're going to do a full preview of that on Friday's episode. But uh, first, let's uh, let's go out some cannonballs. Um, the Arizona Coyotes. Honestly, I'm intent. I'm inclined to be like, no one gets a cannonball because no one tried. But I am going to give the cannonball of the game to um, Kent Johnson. Third goal in three games. Uh, it was a really nice goal, and uh, I think he deserves nice things. So he's getting today's cannonball. Uh, the Rangers, um, I'm going to give cannonball of the game to uh, Igor Chinikov. Scoring his first of the season, he's looked really dangerous. Uh, I'm glad that it finally came through for him. And uh, is it unfair of me to give Ken Johnson cannonball of the game on Saturday uh, for, you know, twice in three games, maybe. However, I think that's what I'm going to do because first NHL goal deserves a cannonball. So uh, Pe- Penguins game, Kent Johnson, Rangers game, Igor Chinukov, uh Arizona Coyotes game, Kent Johnson again. Um, at some point, I'm going to have to keep track of all of these because I'm supposed to be seeing who got the most cannonballs at the end of the season, but that's, uh, that's the cannonballs of the game. Just a little quick intermission uh, before... Boston, man, they are rolling to start the season. Like I said, we're going to do a full preview on Friday's episode, so I don't want to get too into it. But they uh, beat up on Dallas last night. They continue to look strong despite missing. uh, I believe Brad Marchand isn't even in the lineup at the minute. Um, They are currently sitting at the top of the Atlantic. Uh, They are actually tied with Vegas for top of the league with 12 points. They are six and one start the season and it's just i don't know it's gonna be that's a tough matchup um especially after what was supposed to be a fairly easy matchup i think they're gonna have to come out hard in this game and they're gonna have to come out strong and they're gonna have to do it for the full 60 minutes like all of those cliches that you hear people talk about like the to have to do all of them they're gonna have to play at the level of the Bruins, because I do think that's partially the Blue Jackets' problem. And I talked about this, you know, the past couple of seasons of covering this team and watching this team, you know, not just as a fan, but as someone who is, you know, ostensibly analyzing them. The Blue Jackets play to the level of their opponent. And so sometimes that means that they drop a game like this against um, teams like Arizona, because they play to the level of Arizona, who are not very good. However, that does mean that sometimes they pull out huge wins against, you know, like tampa bay or uh they had a really big win against carolina last season you know they just took it to the rangers two nights ago uh, or three nights ago When time makes no sense but that means that they can play with the bruins they can match them in theory will they do it in practice maybe not but in theory i do think that this is a team that the blue jackets can beat i think coming uh, you know i think Losing to a very weak Arizona team and then turning around, and stomping on the league-leading Boston Bruins, feels like an extremely Blue Jackets thing to do. Um, I'm still not convinced that they'll actually win the game, but it's a thing that's possible, in my mind. Um, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail on Friday's episode. Tomorrow's episode, uh, we're talking to Kat Silverman about goaltending, because there is something weird going on with the goalies this season, and I want to find out why. And... Kat Selvman knows more about goalies than basically anyone else I know. So she's going to come and talk to us about Mazlikins about Kopisalo, about Tarasov, uh, maybe about the minor league goalies as well. See, we'll see where we go. But that's going to be tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, I did less yelling than I planned to, but I think maybe that's okay. Uh, thank you for making it your first lesson of the day or your first watch of the day. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, Hopefully the Blue Jackets are less trash the last time, the the next time we recap a game, uh, which will be next week, I think. So, uh, but we'll see you tomorrow. For goalie talk with Kat Silverman. And until then, make sure you stay locked on.